Welcome to episode 19 of Hair Biz Radio with your hosts, Zakira and Mikey. <laughs> and today we have a special guest on with us, Miss Abril of Abril Elon Innovations. Yes, yes. Mikey, what kind of shirt is that you have on? Oh, yes. Before we get into, you know, our <laughs> awesome guest, I would like to say special thanks to Gwanda for sending me her hair diamonds t-shirt. And I told her I would do something special. And instead of just like wearing it throughout the day, I thought I'd wear it for this podcast that's also being recorded video oh, yeah. and live in our Facebook group, which I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to f- get in our Facebook group of over 12,000 awesome hair enthusiasts. So, yes, my hair diamond shirt. Like, go it's check really out cute. hair diamonds. Oh, so you're like an influencer now. Kind of like an influencer <laughs> now. Promoting you know, products. If you want to send me your product, you know, <laughs> that's fine. I'll wear it. No wigs. You're not seeing me with the wig. Only every once in a while, just for fun. You know? <laughs> But yeah, so I just thought it was great. I mean, she told me she was going to send me a shirt. And Probably because you thought you were a YouTube celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally... Did you know I'm a YouTube celebrity? I didn't. I know now. Yeah. So I have probably over 250 subscribers. <laughs> but I have a business card that says I'm a YouTube celebrity. So that means I'm a YouTube celebrity. Like when you have a business card that says whatever you it's are, official. I mean... <laughs> official. I would never forget... When we went out to eat that day and some guy was like, so what do you guys do? And Mikey's like, oh, I'm a YouTube celebrity. And the guy's like, really? Oh, my God. Like, can we take a picture? Like, what's your YouTube channel? I'm like, really? Really? Hey, you got to sometimes fake till you make it. Oh, gosh. Big deal. So this week has been really great. We're in the process of moving into our new building soon. Mm -hmm. Hopefully soon. And the hair industry has been going great. Sales have been through the roof. New products. The Indian hair. This is the Indian. I mean, this is like the hair sales season because tax returns come and. Oh, yeah. Everybody's you know. spending the coins. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> you can do a couple things. You can go buy the new Gucci bag that, you know, it's going to be <laughs> old next year. Or you can start a hair business with us. So you figure it out, whatever you want to do. Because then you start <laughs> the a hair Gucci business. Bag. It goes well. Then you can buy five Gucci bags. <laughs> then you'll be on that Gucci gang. But you guys might Gucci not know gang. about you, got, you might not know about the Gucci gang. Or what is the Gucci gang? Now don't worry about it. Let's get into our awesome guest. <laughs> you know. Okay, so today we have Miss Abril on, and I actually met Abril about five years ago. She went to Clark Atlanta University, and my dad, who we actually had on the podcast episode. Five or six. Um, yeah, yeah. Five or six. He went and spoke and I went with him. And I met Abril and I was like, oh my gosh, she's super dope. She was in college doing the thing in the <laughs> hair industry, um, started her own business. And really, I want to get into, I see a lot of entrepreneurs inside of the group, but young entrepreneurs, young women who are wanting to start their hair brands or who are in college or still in high school, getting ready to start their brands. And they're like super lost. And they're like, oh, well, I'm young. You know, I don't really know what to do. And literally, I've seen you do it. Like, I watched you do it. And it's super dope. So kind of just tell us about yourself, how you got into the hair industry. Just tell us. Hi, guys. <laughs> so um, I got into doing hair when I was about 10, 10 years old. And it was just a hobby. I was just doing it for fun, out of boredom, <laughs> really out of boredom. And then from there, um, I started doing my own hair and, like, my best friends and after a while, time progressed. I found out I was kind of good with kinda it. Kind of good. <laughs> good with it. I asked my mother to buy me a mannequin doll. 
and she bought me a mannequin doll. How old were you when you got your first mannequin doll? I was 11. Okay. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I was 11. So I got my mannequin doll and I started to twist and braid. And from there, I started twisting and braiding and I would go to school. And when it's like playtime or, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, in the lunch, in the cafeteria, waiting on the school bus after school, the guys were like, oh, can you braid my hair? Can <laughs> you braid my hair? And it was just fun. You know, nobody had money, so I wasn't yeah. expecting to get anything from it. We were so young. But um, once I got to high school and I noticed, you know, people had jobs mm -hmm. and somebody asked me one day, um, you know, how much you charge? <laughs> and I was like... Dang. I don't know. <laughs> Good question. Then. Um, twenty five, twenty five dollars. You know, that's I don't have any bills at the time, yeah. so anything is is great. And from there, it just kind of skyrocketed. I started to charge a little bit and get some money. And then when I came to college in two thousand and ten, I moved to Atlanta. I needed money. Yeah. So it, I had to figure out, okay, how can I make this hair work for me? Is this is no longer going to be just a hobby, so something that I do for fun or in my spare time? But how can I really make this a, a career for me? And I just I started on Facebook and Twitter, oh, and yeah. mm -hmm. what I did was summertime um, was approaching, and I went on the um, the Clark Atlanta page mm -hmm. for freshman 2010 and the Morehouse 2010 page and the Spelman 2010 page because it's like, you know, the AUC mm -hmm. unity. So I, I joined every single page and I befriended everybody on um, Twitter and I sent the same message to everybody. Hey, I'm a bro. I'm going to Clark Atlanta. I'm majoring in business and I'm a hairstylist. Didn't really have much experience, never worked any salon or anything mm -hmm. of that nature, but I knew what I wanted to do and I I knew I was good at it, and it just that word got out. Word got out. How many? How many? How many people do you think you messaged? I, uh, without a doubt, messaged over three thousand people. Three thousand people. Yeah, I, wow. I, I messaged one by one. Three thousand people individually, and I still to this day I can go back on my Facebook or a Twitter account and see the same messages that I started to send out, and it was just back to back people in Atlanta. Any anybody that was in Atlanta or surrounding cities, like I message. I got left on read thousands of times definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um but it was still just me getting out there and making it known that like hey she does hair so you would know who i am so even if you have a hairstylist that one time your hairstylist might go out of town mm -hmm. you might need an emergency hairstyle who is available i'm available <laughs> that's super dope so like you say you got left on red a lot of times how did you feel about that did that like stop you from sending more messages or? no no, nothing has ever stopped me because it's like an intuition. I know what I can do and I know what I want to do. And anything that I've ever put my mind to, I have accomplished it. And it, not, not saying that it's been easy, but I know that I can get the job done. When I was 16, I had my first job at Sonic over the <laughs> summertime. I worked there for two months. And when school started back up for me to go into, I believe, my junior year, my junior year of high school, my mom made me quit. She was like, I don't want you working and while going to and school. Going to school. Yeah. <laughs> and that really hurt my feelings because it was like, wow, I finally get a little paycheck. You know, like <laughs> I had a coin. I already had a car. So, you know, doing hair on the side it was like, you know, I feel like I, I was doing something. Like, I'm yeah. 16 with a car and I have two little side jobs. <laughs> like, I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, and she made me quit. And so it was like, well, how can I still get money? You know, like, I still need to get money. I still need to be active. And I didn't really even like working at Sonic, but it was just the fact that I was getting money. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I have to make this hair work. And I made it work. 
That's dope. <laughs> so in college, you know, it's a lot of broke college students. You know, a lot of people, they go get jobs, but you decided to to be on campus and mm-hmm. do hair. And I think the first time I came and got my hair done by you was at, you were at a salon off of MLK or yes, kind yes, of by yes. the West End. Yeah, so you literally had students coming from campus to the salon to get their hair done. And you were like book boots, like booked all the way up. So aside from reaching out to people via Facebook, Twitter, what else did you do to like get yourself known on campus? Like how did you how did you get those college students to come get their hair done? I when I first went to Clark Atlanta, the freshman orientation, I met mm-hmm. a lot of people. So I talked to everybody at freshman orientation because nobody knows anybody. So everybody's friendly at that moment. Oh, everybody yeah. wants to, you know, be your friend yeah, until yeah. you meet and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So like <laughs> I, I befriended every single person there was, just letting them know, like, you know, hey, this is I'm a bro, you know, like I'm trying to do hair, et cetera, et cetera. And then when school actually started i joined every organization there was on campus to join every organization even the ones that i didn't fall through with or i couldn't fall through with i still joined all organizations yeah i joined an organization called um bbb i believe that was the name of it um but uh, brandy (laughs) mallory she um is the graduate from clark atlanta um one of my favorites she's a makeup artist actually she started this organization and it the it was for um plus size girls Mm -hmm. and you had to be um a size 12 or over to be in in the club I was <laughs> not a size 12 <laughs> or over so I remember going to the first meeting they had you know and you're getting the instructions and the handouts you know like the pageant that's going to come up for this organization and everything and I'm just sitting there looking around and I'm like I know I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, I just don't fit the requirements. But I know that I'll have opportunity to stand up and speak to these people. Mm -hmm. And there's 50 girls in here. And I might not be able to, you know, be with them in this organization, but I can do their hair for it. So when the pageant comes, pageant season comes, it's like, oh, well, I remember a bro. She, you know, she does hair. And from there, like, I just, I did that for every organization that there was. I joined Women's Leadership Council. I joined Student Body Council. I was the managers for um, when people would run for, like, you know, class president mm-hmm. or anything like that. I just was always involved in all organizations. So I always had the opportunity to meet people and talk and network and just tell people who I am and what I do. And I also always kept my hair done and changed it a lot. So you will see me today with curly hair. Yeah. And then tomorrow I have long blonde hair. And then the following day I have some red braids and it's like who what, does like, your who, hair like who like who who's doing your hair like i am i'm doing yeah. my hair oh that looks so nice i never thought about this right here maybe i should try this out and now here we go <laughs> wow so let me let me just stop right there for a second right because i know a lot of young's hairstylists or other people or even just people in our group they're always like oh i need funding i need this i need that but from what it sounds like you just a hundred percent work the hustle like Join the organizations, maybe at first a little uncomfortable, like getting up to speak to these people. I'm sure you got over that real quick. Reaching out to people through social media individually. I'm sure they have programs for that now. (laughs) But it's like, you know, you hear this kind of stuff. And when people say, hey, I need all this money to get started. Really what you need is just the hustle. Mm -hmm. And then your type of determination that says, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to make this happen no matter what, even if I don't have the money yet. And then it came. Yeah, I did a lot of in the beginning, name your price because yeah. I couldn't find myself setting a, a set price knowing that I'm working with a bunch of people that don't have a lot of income. Mm-hmm. They have is very minimum or they're just getting it from somebody else. And also, I did a lot of barter work. So if it was times where I know somebody didn't have, you know, the actual money for something, I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Well, how can we you know how can we switch and make this work right here? Is that um, how you had everyone do your homework? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> 
actually did my homework. I'm a pretty good student. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I did a lot of name your price. Um, and my pricing when I started off, I would do sew-ins for $35. <gasps> and that was the shampoo, um, braid down, installing style. I always wanted to offer as much as I could because I knew it wasn't um, it wasn't average. An average person is that you go to, even as a salon professional today, a lot of people are not going to include a shampoo in your price. So right. I always went above and beyond and added on extra services. I'm going to deep condition your hair. I'm going to trim your hair just to make you feel more like that you're getting more for your money. Yeah. And I've been the same sew-ins that I've been that I started off doing $35. Today I'm able to charge $175, $200, $225. And it's like I just I progressed slowly. So I started off with $35 freshman year. Then sophomore year I went to $50. Then junior year I went to $75. Then senior year I went to $100. Now I'm getting ready to graduate, so I'm at $125. So now I've been out of school for a moment. I've been doing this. I've put in years. I've put in the work. You know who I am. I have a bunch of referrals. So now I can be 150 and up. Yeah. And now um, I progressed from 150 and up to when I elevated from just being a, on the main floor of a salon to get my own salon suite. So now I'm a little more private. I'm a little more exclusive. And I have people working in there for me. Well, I don't want to say for me. They work with me. They do. They, 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 <laughs> like the, they do pay me to work in my area, but yeah. I don't like to say they work for me because they do bring in their own clientele, yeah. you know, and have a steady base. Um, My girl Tia had to say um, Styles by Tia B. <laughs> That's my braider. <laughs> That's my braider. I had to give a shout out to my girl Tia. And I went from getting my own suite to now, I, I can, like I said, I can charge 175 200 because I have elevated, I've grown, and I've mastered what my, I've mastered my craft. And I'm still learning to this day. I still take classes outside of going to hair school. I did graduate from Paul Mitchell, Atlanta. Okay, and, shout um, out to Paul Mitchell, Atlanta. <laughs> yes, was, yes, yes. was Dallas Christopher one of your uh, no, teachers? No, he wasn't there when I was there, but uh, I, gotcha. I do know who Dallas yeah, is. Yeah. I, I think good, everybody, good, knows, yeah, everybody yeah. knows Dallas. Everybody knows Dallas. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. Friend of I, ours. Worked, I worked with Dallas um, out when I was at Paul Mitchell, I did a fashion show for um, Atlanta Fashion Week a year before last, and he was a part of the I'm fashion sure week. He was. <laughs> so yeah, I met Dallas there, and we definitely connected there. Very mm-hmm. nice. So, how was your experience going through hair school? My experience was really good and really stressful. Yeah, a lot of people automatically assumed that I went to hair school when I was in college or I went to hair school before I even came to college that I went to like I went to a school and like in high school that offer you know to be able to go yeah and that wasn't the case I taught myself everything that I know I just went to hair school a year post-graduation from graduate from Clark Atlanta University wow um that for me was, it was hard because I had already been in the industry for years. I had already been working out of salons. I already had a very strong, steady clientele. So I had to figure out how to, and like I said, it was a year post-graduation. So I had made this a full-time thing. So for me to have to revert to go into hair school, and I took between 33 to 37 hours a week mm. in hair school, but I still worked between 40 to 70 hours in the salon. So, and I paid for it out of pocket by myself. Woo! So when when I went to hair school for me, it was a, a motivation because I knew I needed to get in and get out. Yeah. I didn't have time to play. Um, a lot of people when I was in hair school, I kind of just came from like high school, a little mm-hmm. bit younger. So, um, you know, we were on different paths. When I went in there, um, I was really focused. I immediately did everything that I could to figure out how I can get in and out. I was the first one to graduate in my class. It's about a 13 month program. I did it in 11 months. Top of my class, I had over 100 percent on every 
every aspect that you can actually graduate with, even attendance. I was over on attendance. Um, I joined design team. I joined any phase two, which is the honors program, anything that would, you know, just get me extra. Um, I Once I joined those design teams and phase two or whatnot, it put me into a lot of different environments where I was able to do fashion shows and do weddings, you know, do photo shoots and just have more experience on the outside world, not just standing behind a chair doing hair, but actually to be like, okay, on set somewhere. And it was a great experience. It really was a great experience. Like I said, it was stressful because I had to change my whole life around from just being able to work whenever I want to work to having to go to school from 7 a.m. in the morning till 7 p.m. and getting out and being to the salon by 7.30, working until whenever I was done, 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning to repeat the process to do it again until the weekend and then be back at the salon on Saturday morning from 8 a.m. until 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. But I made it work I also most people don't know I was living by myself already in college I had a one-bedroom apartment and I had also went ahead and got me a new car so when I started hair school I had to figure out okay how can I pay for this out-of-pocket but maintain my lifestyle Um, I live in Atlanta by myself I don't have any help from anybody everything that's funded I I take care of myself so um, I talked my best friend into moving to Atlanta from South Carolina (laughs) and um, she wanted to move anyway but I gave her a lot of motivation to And um, I transferred my lease from my one-bedroom apartment to a two-bedroom apartment so we could split the rent for the 10, 11 months that I was in hair school and also to help her out, quote-unquote, for her moving to Atlanta. kind of tricked her a little bit but it worked out and so I took you know that extra money well not extra money but that money that I was kind of saving on rent Mm -hmm. to pay for hair school and for my car note and car insurance and and just maintain my lifestyle but I made it work I made it work I made it work you are dope super dope (laughs) super dope so you moved into a salon suite how long ago at this point oh wow it's almost two years. Two years. <laughs> It'll be two years. Congrats. It'll be two years in April. Congrats. What, what was the transition? Because we like yeah. to talk about this because I know a lot of people that listen are in a maybe a couple steps behind you. And they're kind of thinking about, hey, I've worked at the salon. But, you know, having there's so many pros and cons to having kind of your own a salon suite and other stuff because of the added responsibility. You know, you're going to probably have a couple employees or people working with you, as you say, you know, that's fine. And we all know how in this, you know, the hair industry, how little crazy that can get. So what was kind <laughs> of that during that transition time? What were some things that you learned that if you had to do it over again, you would have said, I probably wouldn't have made that mistake again. Was there some mistakes you made or something you learned moving from like going to be working at a salon to moving into your own suite? I don't want to say any mistakes because... Mistakes are okay. We no, all make them. mistakes are okay. Mistakes <laughs> are okay. But I don't think that in my transition that there were, you know, many mistakes with the actual transition. On the backhand side, I could say when I did make the transition, I tried to um, move in and decorate at the same time. So I guess that could be considered a mistake that I would prefer, you know, for a while I would recommend to decorate first kind of because it was hard trying to, you know, be in there working, but then still have like, you know, somebody trying to paint or somebody, you know, building the shelf or uh, putting a chair for you that did, you know, cause a a really small inconvenience for a couple of days or whatnot. But the transition for me happened because I kind of got to a um, like a fed up point. 
from working on the floor. I had been working on the floor and just um, where I was working at. Um, I love where I was working at, but it was just a lot going on and it became a lot for, uh, I feel like my clients. So I just wanted to kind of reserve them and keep them in a private area so yeah. we can just focus on what I'm giving you and you know what um, you know what you expect from me. So um, moving into the salon suite for me was actually really really great. Uh, my clients loved it. Once I you know I got in there, they're like, oh, I love being in here. You know, like you can open the door, shut the door. You know, you have the the option. You yeah. know, to be private or you know to be social. So for me, it was really good. My clients are like my family. They're most of my clients are my friends. They were my friends first, or they became my friends. And if you know anything about me personally, my friends are my family. Like I literally, I go <laughs> like I'll go over yeah. and beyond for anybody you know that I consider you know near and dear to my heart so um and that's how I feel about my clients like without my clients I wouldn't be who I am I wouldn't be able to live the way I live and you know just be able to express myself the way I want to so making sure that I took good care of my clients was my main focus and once I made that transition into the my first line suite I knew it was the right thing to do and then also I wanted to um give myself more responsibility because I wanted to see how I, it would be for me to quote-unquote manage a salon itself granted I wasn't running a whole building so I'm not necessarily worrying about a big overhead um you know worry about paying a, a power bill or a water bill or if plumbing goes out in the bathroom but I knew it would give me opportunity to learn more to yeah. see how it is to you know hire one employee and see you know just to build trust and the and the to see you know um far as like cleanliness you know how to make sure you know I clean up every day after myself yeah. so, you know like what do I expect from her and it made me be more responsible to make sure that I had towels every day you know wash or I had trash bags like the small things that actually yeah. mattered you know that I brought Windex and paper towels so I have um you know snacks and waters for my clients etc the salon suite for me definitely it made me grow up made me mm -hmm. mature all the way around I had to make sure you know when I got off work that I wasn't just lazy and say oh, I'll watch out tomorrow no you have to because somebody's depending on you she has a clientele that's depending on you <laughs> so I can't make myself look bad or make anybody else look bad that's working with me or for me so when you moved to the salon suite from the salon, how far of a distance was it? Was it did you find a salon suite that was close to where you were already Actually, working? No, my salon itself expanded. Okay. It expanded, so they offer salon suites. So I didn't have to change my actual location. I just changed where I was at physically in the building. Oh, okay. So you were working at a, a larger salon, and then they did the salon owner themselves, or was it the owner of the building that broke it off? The, the, the salon owners own the building. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty smart move on, mm -hmm. on their part, just yeah. because it was probably they probably were losing some stylists that were going off to salon suites, and they figured, hey, we might as well build our own and keep our awesome stylists within the same place. Are you still at the same location today? No, I'm not. I just recently left this past November. I was at Cut Creative Salon Suites, um, the Mangum Street location, Midtown mm -hmm. location. I think that's what we want to call it. But I was there for about two and a half years, and I just recently transitioned to um, Splash Studios. That's the like the name of the uh, the salon itself. And then I have I run a suite out inside. Okay. Why did you move from one place to the other? I was getting complacent. I felt like I had been there for, like I said, two and a half years. So I had learned a lot and I had just kind of got to a point where I felt like I wasn't growing as much as I could have or that I wanted to. So I wanted to change my environment, change my scenery, give my clients a different vibe. And for me, just for me moving, I know if I move, it'll make me just be, like I said before, more responsible because moving now, um, I'm at the location a little bit further away from where I was. So just my daily routines now, I'm yeah. knowing to get 
get up earlier, you know, leave home, you know, not 15 minutes early, you know, leave home 35 minutes early. It just makes me do more. So moving into the salon suite this time, what did you learn with that transition? I learned how to manage a bit more. And with that, I was able to add in one more person. So like I said, at first I did only have one employee, but now I have two. And that was big. Even though it's small, it was big. Yeah. I had to learn how to work with another person. The first person that I have hired, Tia, um, is a couple of years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And the lady that I have working in there now is older. She's old enough to be my mother. She's a young lady, but she's still old enough to be my mother. She has a daughter that's a year younger than I am. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was a learning experience because now I'm having to, you know, I'm having to deal with an adult that, you know, I have to, of course, I respect Tia, but like, you know, this is my elder. So I have to, you know, demonstrate, you know, a certain level of respect for her, but yeah. still, you know, treat her accordingly that you are my employee and you work for me. So that was definitely in the beginning stages a little different for me. And even the story with me hiring her, honestly, um, is amazing. And this is how I know God works in mysterious ways. But you never meet people by chance. You you know, it's just like everybody that comes in your life always has a reason. And yeah. you might not ever, you know, realize it. And, you know, but when you do, it's like. Wow. And the wow factor for um, this lady, her name is Promise. You can follow her on Instagram at The Promise Land. She specializes in natural hair. But she, um, the first salon I ever worked in in Atlanta, she hired me. And I was Aww. 19 years old. Uh, um, it was a natural hair care salon. I happened to be on Instagram one day and the salon was called Honeycomb Salon. And I seen the post on Instagram. They were looking for interns. And it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year. And I had never been in a, a salon before, but I, I had already started building clientele up and I just wanted to work somewhere. So um, I was on Instagram one day and I seen a post over the summertime and it said, uh, looking for interns at a hair salon. At this point, I was already like in my my major in mm-hmm. business. So most of my friends were off to internships, you know, for like Procter & Gamble, Nestle, Coca-Cola, Walmart, uh, yeah. uh, Delta. They had taken these big internships for corporate 500 jobs. And I knew I didn't want to work in corporate at all. I never did. I wanted to go to college, but my mom kind of said, you're going to college. I wanted to go at some point in life. My yeah. mom was like, you're going out to high school. This is what you're going to do. So I went because I didn't have a choice. Yeah. But at the same time, I I knew I wasn't going to like take full advantage of the opportunities when it came to like the corporate jobs. So, but I felt, I never told anybody I felt like I got the back end. Cause like I said, everybody was doing internships and at the summertime, I'm just sitting at home by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Like I know what I want to do, but yeah. like, how can I do what I do and make it as big as everybody else? Yeah. And so when I seen the intern, I was just like, well, I can say, I, you know, I, I interned at in a hair salon. Like, yeah. you know, everybody else is interning, like, and most of the interns that they have aren't paid. So at least I can get some money, yeah. you know. <laughs> so um, I applied. They did an interview like a day or two later. I went to the salon. I got um, hired on spot to be an, an assistant intern. So that gave me my first big break. It was a commission bay job. I did it for about two months. And then I stopped working there. And <laughs> <laughs> I had... I started school started back up and I started having car troubles mm. and once I the commission I realized you know like the money that I was making outside in my dorm room versus me working in the salon and not getting all the money yeah. I was like oh, I don't really <laughs> think this is going to be for me so uh, I transitioned out and um, I ended up going to another salon where I was able to just pay booth rent but um, with Promise she gave me my first opportunity my first go and even though I left there on a quitting basis um, we stayed in contact via social media um, I only seen her one time from 2012 to 2017 last year so about four or five years Mm -hmm. but 
a time hit in her life where she needed somewhere to come and work. She contacted me via social media, got my cell phone number. We never had any bad blood, no problems. I, you know, I still kept up with like her daughter and whatnot, with one of her daughters. So she asked me, you know, like, you got somewhere can I um, work? I was like, yeah, you can come work, you know, work with me, <laughs> work with me. And that right there, that gave me like a big boost in my, yeah. like in my life. It made me feel so much more confident. Like, wow, like do right by people always, you know, mm-hmm. treat others how you want to be treated, you know, never, you know, burn a bridge because you just never know, you know, where life will take you at all with anybody, whether it's older or younger, you know, the race doesn't matter, you know, the ethnicity doesn't matter, you know, the gender, nothing matters. Just do right by people because times change and mm-hmm. times revolve. And yeah. I, I know five years ago, she never saw herself working for me <laughs> or right. paying me every day, yeah. <laughs> paying me on a weekly basis at all. Wow, that's, yeah, it's yeah. funny how that's the thing. It's in business, it's good to be somewhat conservative, but explosive at the same time, right? Yeah. Like I think with our business, how fast we're growing, how many people are part of the staff, not just the internal staff, but we have a lot of people like that work with us that people just don't really know about. And it's become so huge. So that's why, like, on our side, you know this, how we're somewhat conservative with certain things, though, just because we never know what can happen in business, like, at any time. Mm-hmm. So we always kind of expect for the worst, but always push for the best. Yeah. Because situations like this could happen. And if in five years from now, if I'm working for Zakira's hair company, I'm going to be pissed, <laughs> but I'd still be okay with it because we work great together. But I'm just saying, like, obviously, this probably wouldn't happen to me. We're going major places here. But, like, it's just weird. How, not weird. It's just that's just life. Like, yeah. it's crazy in business. There's so many unexpected things that can happen in business. And you just twirl around. Like, when my business, my first business failed back in 2010, 11, something like that. And it was just like my life went from here to here, like really fast. And it was not good. But I learned so much in that period about failing that business that it really kind of set me in the right direction for, I had a bunch of small things in between, but for this business, really, and the way we've grown this thing, it's been pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. So being a stylist, you taught yourself pretty much everything before you went to hair school. So what's one of your favorite things to do, like styles? What's one of your favorite styles? I love to curl. Really? <laughs> I love to curl hair. A lot of times when I'm finishing up a, like a silk press or a sew-in, I'll ask my client, you know, how you want your hairstyle? And they'll say, um, I kind of want it curled, but I know straightening it'll be faster. Let's just do straight. <laughs> and I'm like, no, actually, like, oh, curls will be faster. Like, let's do curls. Like, I love to curl hair. Um, you can get so many looks with curls. Yeah. So many looks, you know, big curls, loose curls, tight, small. So you can, you know, it's long lasting. So I really love just installing to curl hair. I really do. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Let me ask you a personal question real quick. (laughs) What tool do you use to curl hair and what brand? Okay, I have several. (laughs) I just opened it up right here. I I got this one, that one. um, Because different clients' hair versus natural hair or weave, which require, you know, different plates, different temperatures, the look that I'm going for. So um, I use, I have Fabulous H2 Pro. FHI. Everything. I have, yeah, <laughs> Golden High. <laughs> Uh, the old um, school garden hat. Yeah, that for gun. the press and comb. And then I have a, like a one and a half inch curling iron from them. I have a lot of different tools. <laughs> you open up the cabinet, it's like. 
Yes, cords everywhere. Like, oh my yeah. goodness, what is what? But so before we wrap up, let's do a quick this or that. So I'm gonna ask you this or that, and then you just choose one, and we'll um go from there. So hairstyle, this and that, quick weave or sewing. Sewing. Okay. Um, when it comes to coloring hair, would you prefer to get darker hair and color it up, or get lighter hair and color it down? Darker hair and color it up. Okay. When it comes to tape-ins, tape-ins or clip-ins? Clip-ins. Okay. Braids or faux locks? Braids. Braids. <laughs> what do you think, Mikey? I don't know why braids are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at you. Oh, yeah. Because no. he's like... He's How like, did you get all this? Come on with all this so quick. I can't think that fast. I'm trying to keep up. I'm, I'm right here. So before we close out, just a piece of advice that you would give any young hair entrepreneur that's maybe coming out of high school, going into college, or just finishing up with college, getting ready to go to hair school. What's one thing that you would tell them about getting ready to start their process, becoming a hairstylist or just getting in the hair industry, period? Consistency is key. You have to stay consistent in whatever you do, for sure. The way you go about it, you know, your approach, you have to be consistent, but improve. Obviously, you know, you don't get complacent. Always, you know, market yourself, promote yourself, pass out business cards, get your own, you know, T-shirts made. Find, you know, hair ambassadors, find people that you can work with and barter for. So, you know, you get to a point where, you know, you are able to get paid. Sometimes you will not get paid for work. I did a lot of unpaid work, but it put me in situations and I met people mm-hmm. that were able to get me to get paid work or for fashion shows being on set getting athletes and um people in the music industry and actresses your clientele can and will grow just it's all about you know word of mouth like it's definitely about who you know what you know matters your talent definitely will speak for itself but who you know will get you further along (laughs) yeah than anything Mm -hmm. else will for sure i love that i love that so before we go just tell everybody where they can find you at abril is a hairstylist here in atlanta um where we're based so just tell everybody where they can find you instagram social media um salon so you can find me on social media by abril elon that's a-b-r-i-l-e-l-o-n it's my first and middle name and you can also follow me. Let me see. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with that social media name. And my salon address is 1514 Cleveland Avenue, Atlanta, Georgia, 30344. There you have it, Miss Abril Elon. Y'all, she is super dope. Make sure you connect with her on social media. Go visit yes. her at the salon. She is great at what she does. And you heard her story. It's phenomenal. You inspire me. I'm super you, excited you, for you, you and everything you, you have going booked, on. She sounds booked. So, like, I know. <laughs> people books, in the hair she, you know she's i know people try to get these last minute appointments look if you want to go see her like you got to go a little early okay she's like the rick ross of hair over here okay so don't be like last minute all oh, let me just try to sneak in she's not in college anymore guys she's been through it okay yeah through it so make sure you guys subscribe to hair biz radio and we will see you next time and once again special thanks for the shirt guanda yes. thank you bye